0: Is this normal? It's probably nothing serious. Maybe I'll feel better tomorrow.
1: Emergency symptoms can be good at hiding. That's why you shouldn't ignore symptoms like chest pain, high fever, trouble breathing, or severe stomach pain. They could
0: be a medical emergency in disguise. Thankfully, an Eastside ER is ready to serve you 24-7 with fast wait times and dedicated ER experts so we can quickly help turn your questions into answers. Visit eastsidemedical.com.
1: Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Senesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is cared for by Eastside Medical Center, providing quality care to Gwinnett County and the greater Atlanta area for over 38 years.
2: And hello again, everybody, and welcome to Gwinnett Business Radio. We're broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio at the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. Mike Salmon alongside Stephen Julian on this award-winning show, Gwinnett Business Radio.
0: I was about to tackle you in the middle of this studio. Told, How could you not you say You told that?
2: me to say award-winning, but then you pulled out your keys and you distracted me, and I was like, oh. what's going well, on over a, you're there? You're the
0: professional, not me. Oh, no, there's no professionals. Or Present brother. tense award-winning.
2: Yes. Uh, our uh, our thanks to the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce. Yesterday we were awarded the uh, Support System Award, Small Business Award from the Gwinnett Chamber. Have so you cleaned after the award of all the several years. No, still okay. got plenty of fingerprints on it. Thank you to the Gwinnett Chamber. It's uh, quite an honor we're and honored. a privilege uh, when your peers uh, recognize you. Amen. All the uh, businesses that we have interviewed and and promoted over the years. we got two more today, by the way. Yeah. Uh, So we thank you uh, to the Gwinnett Chamber, and uh, it was a great day yesterday. It
0: was, and and thank you to everybody else that was in that uh, support system category. A lot of great businesses at that uh, award ceremony yesterday. Without
2: further ado, we do want to introduce the guests, but real quick, I did say we are broadcasting uh, that this show is brought to you by Eastside Medical Center. It's actually cared for by Eastside Medical Center, quality care close to home. Eastside Medical Center has been a community health care leader for over 39 years. Nationally recognized for patient safety, Eastside focuses on delivering quality care with exceptional outcomes by using the most advanced technology and experienced physicians. For more information on Eastside's system of care, (laughs) visit eastsidemedical.com. Would you
0: like me to introduce the first guest, Mike? Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Mike's been a little distracted, and I think I'm completely 100% the culprit. So let's like, get down to business. I've got
2: my ADD going today. You do. And I you don't do. have ADD.
0: I know. Look, a squirrel. Um, we are very thrilled and excited to Where? have... Yeah. we, <laughs> we got to be professional now. It's time to be professional. We're award winners, by the way. Uh, our first guest is uh, from RGB Consulting. It is Rebecca Gabehart-Britzi. Almost messed up that name, but I got it right. You Rebecca, did. welcome to the studio. So glad you're here.
3: Thank you for having me. Congratulations on, on your uh, thank, you. Thank, thank you,
0: thank you, thank you. Um, RGB Consulting. I kind of put two and two together. Those are your initials. Well spotted. Uh, so uh, <laughs> it, it is your company. Uh, but tell everybody about RGB Consulting and what you do.
3: It is strategic consulting for primarily small businesses. The problem I'm solving is the fact that most small businesses are started by people who were the crafts person in the business people start a business because they do they perform the craft of the business as that business grows in terms of clientele maybe employees and and general deliverables there's a lot that has to be managed and um, the person doing the craft have to has to decide if they continue to do that don't how they structure their business and that's when a good strategic plan being put into place will make the difference for that business
0: now when when a lot of people hear strategic planning uh i think I know in my case, my eyes will glaze over. Mm -hmm. I'll quickly lose attention, right? Even though it's very important. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, to kind of let everybody behind the curtain um, on our show page, if, if they go to the actual page, there will be a nice little bio that you have about your company. And I love the intro to your bio. Uh, it says, ask 12 Italian grandmothers for their tomato sauce recipe, and you'll get 13 different answers. They'll all use tomato, olive oil, basil, but the quantities will vary, as will the one special ingredient that everyone has. The same is true in business. Unpack that fantastic story yes. about what you bring to the table.
3: Yes, thank you. The uh, the Italian cooking, and this is true not just in Italian culture, but it's the one with which I'm most familiar Um, all the recipes have exactly a special ingredient everybody does it slightly differently even if it always has the same name a business in the same way needs a lot of the same moving parts you need to have a product or service you need to have clients you need to have different types of process in place tools etc you need to have accounting legal but the way that those are put together will change from business to business and the one secret ingredient every business has something that makes them unique and it's a very Uh, It's very important to me when I'm working with a business that we extract that and and make that the focus of all the decisions made in the business. So strategy is like that recipe. It makes sure that all the elements, all the ingredients that are required are being used, but that they're being used in the way that is most beneficial to that specific business, given their one special secret ingredient.
2: I want to back up a little bit, Rebecca. Tell us about how long you've been in business, why you decided to go into business.
3: Yeah, I... Uh, did the same work in-house for uh, a single company for um, almost 12 full years so it was a software company i joined at the startup phase and uh, there were three of us in an attic and and i was a third person in and we pivoted two years in as all software companies have to do two years in and um and so we relaunched uh and and from there on i essentially fulfilled this role as we were looking to grow Um, looking for new markets, new clients, developing our product, I essentially always took whatever that initiative was, found a plan to make it work, hired the people if we needed the people, trained them and then moved on to the next initiative. So it really always was the strategy of the business as a whole and whatever the core initiative was at the moment uh, as the business grew. Now about three years ago, just under three years ago, is when I decided to uh, turn that into a product that I would sell and turn, um, turn to consulting, one of the reasons I chose to do consulting was because I always enjoyed what I did a lot and I was getting excited about the idea of taking what I had learned, taking my experience and what I thought were good strategic practices, applying them to different businesses. What I get to do now is as much as I'm teaching my clients, I can continuously learn as well. It's a fantastic balance that makes me continuously good at my job. Um, through that growth that I get from my clients as much as I give it to them
0: we're speaking with uh, Rebecca Gabehart-Britzi with uh, RGB Consulting she does strategic consulting with businesses Um, now in your story of how Mm -hmm. you got to start RGB Consulting you were that person inside inside the company that was always kind of doing strategy so I think I might have gotten you here Uh Uh, what's why should businesses use an external voice when it comes to strategy
3: Uh, Two reasons. One, most businesses do not have an in-house person doing strategy. The fact that we did was somewhat accidental. It's because... I ended up being very good at that. Um, When I was first hired, as I say, I was the third person in, and my job spec was do the things. We we had the founder who was the software developer. At the time, uh, there was a strong editorial role to the software we sent. It was a content aggregation platform and required a lot of manual input. So we had an editor, and then they said, now everything else, make our clients happy, make sure we find more clients, make our product appealing, so just do all the things.
0: Was that literally like your job description quote do the things I, end quote.
3: yes it was, <laughs> that's awesome. it's not what was on the job spec but it was my instruction on yeah, day one exactly. <laughs> so yes
0: there's a <laughs> lot of things and you're going to do them make them the, happen I got it make I us got happy it. yeah yeah
3: so, um, so, so that's one reason is most companies don't have this function in house and that's fine the other reason is that there's a lot of value to having somebody external to your business examine your business I can uh, make sure that assumptions you are making are being challenged I am not afraid to ask you questions, difficult questions, et cetera, because I'm not your friend. I'm your strategist. And and we are, as humans, very bad at analyzing ourselves. This is true for everybody, myself included. And so we are equally bad at doing that in our business. So there's value in having somebody who is not actually embedded in your day-to-day and your way of thinking challenging you in this way.
0: Mike, I want you to know I'm very bad at evaluating myself. I am great at evaluating you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, likewise. And vice versa. (laughs) We'll talk after the program. You mentioned that you like to ask a lot of questions. You come in externally, ask a lot of questions. I know you believe that a good question has more value than a good answer. Yes. Unpack that a little bit.
3: My job is to get my clients to think differently about what they do. I always say the first thing that's going to happen when I'm working with somebody is we are going to deconstruct everything you think about your business. And then we're going to put it back together in a new way, one that is easier for you to think of, Um, Comes more automatic to you and again is focused on a key differentiator a competitive advantage So the idea of being able to undo what you're doing is important My job is to ask questions that will actually take you outside of your business Maybe walk you around the back and have you look at it from a whole different perspective
0: Um, What's coming through very clearly is obviously the strategic thinking that you help people do can be incredibly valuable I'm wondering what business owner or business leader listening might think i mean there are some that will go i definitely need to talk to rebecca but who are the ones that are thinking eh, i don't know if i need to what are some of the red flags they need to be what are some of the things they're thinking what are some of the things they're coming up against what are some of the things they're observing in their business that you would go oh my goodness these are huge alarming smoke signals that you need to talk to me.
3: yeah the at, at the broadest sense, it is the issue of control. Do you Are you out of control or are you in control? Um, what is your feeling about control in your business? So there to, to back up to the very beginning, I talked about a lot of moving parts in a business, in an Italian recipe, a lot of different ingredients. Are you really controlling everything that's happening in your business?
0: Because if you don't control a, a good Italian recipe, hey. if you're not in control, it's not going to turn out good.
3: Hey, it's not going to work. It's got to be right. perfect. right? You've okay. got to get timing right. I like, the, right. I like gotta, pictures
0: of food. Yeah. That's yeah. Really, that's <laughs> That really relates to me. All right. Use I'm all sorry. the senses. Sorry I interrupted. Go ahead. That's
3: no, it's accurate. <laughs> so that, so, so, that's at its broadest sense, is are you in control of the things that are happening in your business, or are you reacting to things that are happening to your business? And um, And what that looks like when you are in control, it means that you can make very big decisions for your business quickly and easily, and you're not afraid of making big decisions for your business.
0: In less than 10 minutes, Rebecca, we've talked about uh, Italian grandmothers and their Mm -hmm. recipes. Uh, We've talked about a good question has more value than a good answer and a lot of other things. But those are those are some of the things that come quickly when looking at what you do and kind of the things you bring to the table. There's something else that you've said uh, and people will find it that I'm going to bring and I'm going to ask you to unpack it. You have said what is written in pen versus what is written in pencil. Mm hmm. I hate pencils. So I'm already, uh, I might not be a good candidate for this statement, but go ahead, (laughs) what do you mean by that?
3: Right, well, anybody who does crossword puzzles hates pen, right? What would you write in pencil? I would never, never base myself. Exactly, exactly, wow. (laughs) Well, the, the things that are written in pen are essentials in your business. So when I talk about that special ingredient, what is it that does make you different? That's written in pen. There are certain things, the corporate values, the guiding principles, I like to call them, that one brings to their business, that is written in pen. The further down you go the list, and all the way down from, so starting at strategy in terms of values and guiding principles, all the way down to what you do in your day to day, those last things can be written in a very light sort of number two pencil. And then you have varying degrees in between. So the things that are written in pen, that's what when you're making decisions, you have to make sure that everything relates back to what's written in pen. Everything that's written in pencil is easy to adapt.
2: What's wrong with pencils, Stephen? <laughs>
0: Your family was you grew up with teachers. uh, Right. And this actually goes back to uh, algebra one, algebra two, and calculus in high school. Um, I I loved the feel of a big pen in the way. And I hated mechanical pencils. I hate the smudge of pencils. So I would always do my math and pen. And I had multiple teachers tell me I couldn't do that. So it was my one. That was one of the small rebellions in my life. I'm going to (laughs) do math and pen. And when I got to Georgia Tech,
2: my professors didn't care. Well, you're so smart. I guess you never made mistakes. Oh no, no, I marked things. it out. No, oh, okay. And
0: they always said, "Well, what are you going to do when it's wrong?" I'm like, I mark it out and go to the next line. We're not in a paper shortage. It's okay. I can go. You know, I got in trouble for that.
2: Back to Rebecca. Yeah,
0: yeah. Let's get back to that's more
2: important. How do you engage with your clients? I mean, I assume it's not a one time thing. Do they bring bring you on as a retainer? Do you do workshops? How do you engage with a lot of your clients?
3: I, I, Both of what you said. All of the above? Yeah, all of the above. So depending on, before any engagement, there's a meeting, essentially a consultation that to understand what exactly is needed. And then there are different options. It's a workshop usually in three parts in which we are doing the work, but I'm also doing some training. Um, You get a workbook at the end of that. There is a retainer, and often what will happen is a client who brings me on for the workshop will then keep me on for a retainer to see the implementation, but I call that outsource COO, so monthly or quarterly check-ins, reporting on performance, or there is ongoing consulting, and that's more hourly-based, and some clients want to just be able to call me in as and when they have a need and work on a particular project at any moment in time.
2: All right, Rebecca, the most important question I'll ask you the whole interview for those that would like to find out more information and look into your services, Mm -hmm. where can they get that information?
3: Best starting point is my website, which is my initials RG and then surname B R I Z I dot icom And my contact details are on there. On there also, not just a layout of my services, but there's my blog and newsletter. And so that's an easy way to see (coughs) the sort of areas that I work on and my approach to them. You can read the blog or subscribe to the newsletter. It's a good way to keep in touch.
0: So rgbrizi dot com. That's the one. Now, is uh, is there any value add that you actually will also give a great Italian tomato sauce recipe? <laughs>
3: Ooh, goodness! I um, oh, I got you on that one. <laughs>
0: I made her pause.
3: Well, well, I'm wondering if I should give away my mother in law's secret Probably ingredient. Not. Well, the good news is she doesn't live in this country and she doesn't speak English, so she would never know. And what she puts in is a little bit of grated ginger to give it a bit of a kick. Nice. there's a tip for you.
0: So you didn't say how much, you didn't say at what step, so that's okay. There's still enough mystery around (laughs) it. Rebecca, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank
3: you for having me. It was a pleasure being here.
0: Absolutely. Mike, before we get to our next guest, just want to remind everybody that uh,
2: Waffle House is known for great
3: food. What?
2: What? You went from Italian food to Waffle House. Both we got to stay in the d- different types of cuisine there. Absolutely, both known for great food. This whole show is making me very hungry. But
0: great food for for different reasons, to some extent, right? I'm the grilled great cheese king. Great food served by friendly people. How I, I am now becoming the old fashioned Philly cheesesteak
2: omelet. Man. I was across the street the other day. Three grilled cheese sandwiches. Every time I go over there, three grilled cheese sandwiches. You get you get three grilled cheese yes. Sandwiches? I'm so proud of you. I know.
0: I've never been more proud of you than I am right now.
2: But I want to put some marinara sauce on them now. (laughs) No, (laughs) No, don't do that. Tomato sauce with a little bit of ginger. (laughs) Yes. Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. Waffle House is known for great food served by friendly people. However, Waffle House is also known as a place for a great career. One of my sons is looking for a job. I've told him he needs to go apply at Waffle House. It's a place where you work in a family atmosphere that promotes success, inclusion, and a genuine care. For customers and teammates, whether it's a server or a cook or a host or a manager, Waffle House has the right recipe for success for you. Go to whcareers.com today and learn more.
2: I know we have another guest, but you've got me so hungry right now. Can we, Jay? J- would you mind if we just go cross the street to Waffle House? We'll be house right, right back. Now?
1: Sure, by all means. Okay, yeah. Amanda,
2: gonna... start the little intermission music. We'll be.
1: In oh. fact,
0: let's take Jay with us and Rebecca. We'll buy him something. We'll come back.
2: Grilled cheese on me. All right, Doo-doo-doo. Jay Weiser. Oh, sorry. Our our next guest is Jay Weiser, Wiser Strategy Group, and uh, Jay is the principal and founder. Jay, thank you for joining us.
1: Thank you. Pleasure to be here.
2: Absolutely. Tell us all about your company, Wiser Strategy Group. You're a little bit similar to Rebecca, but you're also different. So so tell us what
1: you do. So Wiser Strategy Group helps organizations not only survive, but thrive through change and disruption. Um, you know, neither of you probably know a company that hasn't gone through some level of change, some level of disruption. And those companies are always trying to figure out what do I do? Do I need to do it? When do I do it? How to do it? Being afraid to start, and I help companies through that journey.
0: When it comes to change and disruption, uh, that can look so different, and, and it can be change that you weren't expecting. It can be change that you know you need. Um, and you at you said everybody would know something, you know, someone who's gone through that. Can you give me uh, in your experience? some of the main ones that you've come across over and over and over again?
1: So, so I think when you think about change and disruption, uh, it could be a new competitor, somebody coming into the market that you've not expected. Think about the grocery business. Uh, I did work with a major grocer probably about six, seven years back. And if I said to them, well, what do you think about Amazon? They would have said to me, well, they sell books, what's that got to do with us? And now Amazon's selling groceries. Uh, a lot of companies are going digital now. And you, know, you get a variety of definitions in terms of what that means. And that's not just technology, it changes the entire organization. Uh, and sometimes you might have an executive change, there might be a merger acquisition, how you put organizations together, all of those are in some way a change or a disruption.
0: When it comes to them working with you, um, this might be a two-part question. It might be a one-part question. You tell me. I'm allowed one ignorant question every show. <laughs> I didn't get one in Rebecca's, I don't think. So I've still got it in my back
1: pocket. Go for it. Uh,
0: um, when, uh, so when it comes to you, you're obviously helping them work through that change and disruption. What are the credentials you bring to the table that rather than just being able to identify it, you can say, here's how I can really help you get through it. Uh, and then the other side of that question that I was going to ask was, um, now I've forgotten, I, I pontificated. So, it became that, a one-part
2: question. So so
0: <laughs> I have, uh, I got disrupted, I disrupted myself that I can't ask questions. So, so uh, here's what I was going to say. How does that conversation start when it comes to working with you? Where does that, what's the starting point with you?
1: So a couple of things. Um, you know, as Rebecca was talking, I was kind of thinking how long I've been in consulting and how many different iterations. And it's probably about six uh, ranging from two years to 10 years. And each one's a little bit different. So I've worked with hundreds of companies. I've worked across numerous industries, across numerous functions. So I've seen a lot. Uh, whether it's organizational issues, strategy issues, organ, uh, people in leadership issues, communication, uh, I've seen it. But I think the second thing that I bring, which is, a little differentiating is I'm a continuous learner. I read like crazy, Uh, whether it's management journals, going to seminars. And the way I think is I've always said, why don't these guys talk to each other? You have this great idea or that great idea. If they talk together, they'd they'd come up with something very different. And what I bring is just that is I'm not wedded to a particular methodology. I'm able to say, okay, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and say what's right for my client and what's right in the context they're in. Business never a one size fits all.
2: Let's uh, dig a little bit deeper into the weeds, uh, Jay, and talk about the situations that you might be able to specifically help companies with and why they should reach out to you and, and when they should reach out to you.
1: So. I, again, it's companies going through some sort of disruption or change uh, what triggers them coming? L- let me, let me let me interrupt. What would be an example of disruption or change for a company? So a disruption would be I worked for an automotive internet advertising company and they were built for the desktop. People were going mobile and we got stopped. Uh, I was in strategy at the time, and they said, "You know, we make money on the desktop." And I said, it "Doesn't matter, you know." You're not c- going
0: too long, right? right. Well, That's changing. Well, and
1: I, you know, I was going to my kids' baseball game. I was in the market for a car. I'm looking at my phone. I'm looking at my iPad, and the company I worked for wasn't there. And I said, "Customers don't care how you make money; they care about how you help them." and how you make it easier for them to do business. You save time, you save money. It's got to be one of those things.
0: When it comes to you working with those companies, um, is, so clearly there's consultation. Are there other products or services that are part of what you do that you, you specifically help people with?
1: So I, I would break up what I do into about four buckets. Uh, one is educate. And that's teaching, how do you look at things differently? How do you understand the impact of disruption? How do you think about different business models, different ways of leading? And that's usually what starts uh, kind of the brain going, people thinking. Second part I call guide. And as a guide, a guide needs to know, where do you want to go? Where are you starting? What are some of the things in the way? And in today's world, a guide's got to be flexible because that destination is going to change. You might stop somewhere along the way. There might be a diversion, disruption, change. So it's someone who can help with that. Uh, And a big part of the guide piece is I interview senior leaders and I ask them, three years out, two years out, what's the business going to look like? I don't want them thinking from today because then they're anchored. Start in the future. And then I talk with them about, well, how'd you get there? And what were some of the obstacles? Now, what's interesting, going back, you know, Rebecca talked about the recipe. And you put 10 leaders in a room and you ask them those questions, you get 10 different answers. And there are common elements that work, ac- that everyone says, we're with us. But there's 20, 30, 40% where something's different. And if it's different at the top, it's crazy in the rest of the organization. So it's about working with that group, talking with them, having the discussions to get them on the same page.
2: Following uh, Rebecca's example, actually, if you put 10 leaders in a room, you get 11 different answers. I believe is the way it would work out. Um, no, that was with recipes. With with leaders, okay. corporate
0: leaders, you'll only get ten because they won't allow eleven. <laughs>
2: okay, exactly. <laughs> um, t- talk about you know what I'm hearing though is you have to ask a lot of questions. One size does not fit all, so you've got to be flexible and and I mean and and just do a lot of listening as well, don't you? Yes, yes,
1: and. Like you said, every situation is different. And I think a big part of what I do is listening. And that listening, you know, one, I have to understand the situation they're in. I have to understand the environment. Every individual is gonna have some sort of an, an agenda about what's important to them. So it's thinking about what's important to the individual, what's important for the company. The second thing besides listening is asking good questions. And you know, I've often said to clients, I might not have all the answers, but I have the questions that'll help us get there.
0: And I would imagine um, that a lot of what you've been saying, you're best suited for a company with multiple layers, different departments. So, so it, this is probably more of a medium to large size business. And I'm not saying you would never work with a small business, but that that see a lot of what you're talking about is a lot of the. Infrastructure and the culture and what people are used to when we're talking medium, there's a ton of people working on the problem, but we might not be. They might not be talking well together or playing well in the sandbox, and they're not. They're not paying attention to what they really should be paying. Am I? Am I painting that as a correct picture?
1: Yeah, no, I think that that's that's pretty close. You okay. know, when you look at a company that's been around for a while, they built out a lot of practices that you know this always worked. They're carrying a lot of luggage. Uh, it's kind of hard to pivot it's hard to move so it's getting them to you know break those habits drop that luggage
0: and and also in those scenarios the larger the company the more they struggle with change and if you're really helping them thrive through change and disruption (laughs) that's something that oh we definitely need that Um, so let me ask this question Uh, sometimes in in the world of consulting uh, there there's a and it's probably a wrong uh, picture that, oh, well, the consultant, you'll never get to the end. There's always something else. How do you work yourself out of a job in a very good way with a client?
1: So my goal is not to stay there forever, which a lot of consultants will go, you're crazy. But my goal is to have the client be ready to do this on their own when I leave. If they can't sustain what we put in place, I'm not successful. It's when they're able to carry that out.
0: And that's where it goes back to the education. I mean, you are the guide, but when the education is also part of it, you educate them to the point where they're doing it themselves. And you're like, I, you, you've moved out of my grade level. You can go on and do what you need to do.
1: You know, and, you know, when you say that, you know, you've all heard the line, you can give a man a fish, you can teach a man to fish. I like to think my way is I go fishing with you. And when I go fishing with you, We're equals, we're peers, we're building a relationship, we're having some fun, maybe even some Budweiser, oops. (laughs) (laughs) But the point is, we're a team, and I'm not doing things to you, I'm not doing things for you, I'm doing things with you, and we're co-creating, and my goal is, how do I make you the hero?
0: And Jay responded to the disruption of this show, by making sure you got a food reference by talking I know. about taking us fishing. Italian well Waffle House, done. now fish. Well done.
2: Jay Weiser, Wiser Strategy Group. Jay, for those that would like to find out more about your business and your services, where can they get that information?
1: So the first place to go is to my website. And that's WiserStrategy.com. W-E-I-S-E-R strategy.com. And I kind of remind people it's like the beer, but without the bud.
2: Uh <laughs> beer two beer references now and fishing and I like fishing it. i like it yeah uh jay thank you so much for joining us
1: then my uh, pleasure thanks yeah. for having me here
2: jay weiser with weiser strategy group and also a big thanks uh, to rebecca gibhart britzi with rg britzi consulting for joining us here on Gwinnett business radio
0: and mike uh, i, I want to let all of our listeners know that uh, mike makes fun of me about how I try to get corny uh, segues into our partner reads.
2: Yeah, because God knows I don't do any corny su- segues, yeah, right? Mike is not corny at all.
0: I'm the only corny person on this show. So, Mike, we have heard about great Italian tomato sauce recipes. We've heard about three grilled cheeses at Waffle House. We've heard about fishing and beer with Jay. Uh, so we all need to get in our cars.
2: Yeah, what kind of car would that be? That would be a
0: Subaru. Uh, Get big savings and enjoy a hassle-free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett. Let's leave the Subaru of Gwinnett studios. Go to Subaru of Gwinnett where people sell cars. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com and join their family today. Come in and see the difference, or maybe, like Mike, you're already a Subaruist. Then follow Subaru of Gwinnett's Facebook page for the latest Subaru offers, news, and community events.
2: You know, we've been broadcasting from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio for over five years now. Yes, we have. And they are going to be renewing for two more years. Well, of course they are. Yes. Because they
0: love us, and we love them, and they are fantastic
2: partners. Absolutely. And if you ever want to come by the Subaru of Gwinnett studio here in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel and check out our beautiful um Gwinnett Chamber Award yeah it's gonna be sitting Make there on sure the you shelf
0: clean it and get all the fingerprints off I, will. Of it. I will but well. it is well used and well deserved
2: I won't handle it after eating all those grilled cheese sandwiches <laughs> exactly so any final parting words
0: uh no I gotta go fishing and go to Waffle House and get a good uh, Italian tomato sauce recipe
2: I want to remind everybody to uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn at Gwinnett Radio X we're all over the place on social media speaking of food in a future
0: upcoming episode, there's going to be a huge announcement about a, a yeah, okay. And Amanda's telling me I can't say anymore.
2: Yeah, there's a ch- uh-huh. an eating challenge coming up.
0: But uh, well, we're going to tell everybody about it, but don't, yeah. That's uh, all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That's, That's a good saying.
2: tease. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Thanks to Amanda for producing today's show. Uh, for Stephen, I'm Mike. We'll see you next time here on Gwinnett Business Radio.